When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together, we are the Pacific Point of View. Welcome to an, an episode that is a number of things. It is the Bowl Special, the season finale, Whoa! and also the Holiday Special. So, uh... The semi-season finale. Yeah, I mean, we'll stop off-season episodes um, in January, but really this is the season finale. You know, the regular season's about to end. Any episodes will will likely be slightly reflecting on this and looking forward to the next season. And so let's jump ahead, jump ahead to uh, <laughs> with an actual a Christmas movie clip. Are you surprised? Surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. All right, uh, best Christmas movie of all time. Uh, don't at me. I I agree. I'm with you there. Really, Cole? Yes. Any disagreements there? I didn't even have my headphones in. Oh, so it's uh, Griswold Family Christmas? Oh, I've never vacation. seen it. Nope. You've never seen Christmas no, Vacation? Home Alone is the best Christmas movie of all time. Eh, for like, when I was eight it was, I feel like. Anyways, Colt, what surprised you the most from this, this last week? Um, San Diego State. Okay, what happened? Okay, you guys were always telling me that you guys are going to keep winning every week even when I pick against you. So I picked you this week, and then you lost. You got absolutely smoked. 46 to 13 to Utah State, despite being seven point uh, favorites. So what the hell? Yeah, pretty big. Guy. I'm I'm surprised that Rashad White was not named to the first team All Pac-12. I was so disappointed. That got dropped today. The guys in front of him were pretty good, B.J. Baylor and Tavion Thomas. But I feel like White is bet. I mean, statistically, it was right in the running for the Offensive Player of the Year in the Pac-12. And it doesn't make sense to me why he wouldn't be named on the first team, especially when he was the only running back in the conference to have both 1,000 rushing yards and over 400 yards receiving. And you could argue he was the most valuable player to his team in the entire conference aside from maybe Drake London because we saw when the only game Rashad White didn't play, ASU got smoked and couldn't get anything going on offense. I was very disappointed with that. And then also Kyle Soley didn't even get on either team. He was a, a team leader in tackles. And Eric Gentry wasn't even an honorable mention for offense or defensive freshman of the year. And he was a first-team freshman All-American at the, at the national level. So a little bit disappointing that some ASU guys did get snubbed, but none more than Rashad White. Yeah, I'm glad to see BJ up on that list, though. Uh, much deserved. From this last weekend, uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the San Diego State result didn't particularly surprised me either when I think about it because they were fluky all year. Nothing really surprised me. 
it, it all played out about as I expected. Uh, Bama won, and I can't really say that's a surprise, but for the most part, anything that really mattered on the national scale happened as I expected, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because we got Michigan and Cincinnati in. So that's all for surprises, and let's jump ahead to our Wheaties. Better get your whole grain. I bet eat my Wheaties. In the spirit of Christmas, it's not going to be Wheaties today. It's cookies, and then we'll get to the, the bad part later. But Hayden, who is eating their cookies this Alabama week? quarterback Bryce Young snuck out of his room at night, ate the cookies you left out for Santa on the tray. <laughs> and the stats he had against Georgia, the best, one of the best defenses in the country, uh, didn't even do his performance justice. He had 44 pass attempts, completed 59%. That's kind of a, a mediocre, but it was for 421 yards and four total touchdowns. And just some of the plays he makes, man, it's it's the intangibles and just the way he looks at the position. He, He's better than Tua. He is. Whoa! And I, 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 he kind of looks like a right-handed Tua, just kind of his size and kind of his frame. But he's a lot more mobile, and I think he's a much more pre, uh, precise passer. So uh, I've got Bryce Young as my Wheaties slash Christmas cookies boy for the week. There we go. I mean, relax. Bryce Young hasn't won a natty yet, okay? Uh, but my Wheaties guy, who's uh, – well, not Wheaties, cookies – Yes. Roman Wilson. Oh, my gosh. He had two receptions last week. But did you see that one 75-yard touchdown? That was pretty impressive. We were watching that game while we were eating pizza down the True. road. I forget what the name of the place is called, but we had Barros. to shout that place Barros. out. Barros. Oh, my gosh. Excellent pizza. I love their pepperoni. Oh. Yeah, I also had Bryce Young eating his cookies. I'm trying to think of who else I could shout out. Uh, Ritter, I think, had a really good game. Um, but Tavion Thomas as well, putting the Ducks to sleep. A second time, which uh, I think we all saw that coming, honestly. Except for Cole, he picked Oregon. Uh, but let's talk about who is eating not their Fruit Loops, but their fruit cake, because fruit cake is disgusting. Do you guys have uh, opinions on fruit cake? I've never had it, but I've heard horror stories, so yeah, I've never tried it. It's not good. Yeah, I can't point out a particular time where I've had fruit cake. You know, Cole, who who is eating their fruit cake though? Uh, Spencer Petras. What's going on, bro? Nine of twenty-two. 137 yards passing, no touchdowns, no nothing. If you look at the running backs, the wide receivers, they didn't do anything either. Iowa got absolutely absolutely smacked this past week into Michigan. And it actually helped Michigan's case. Uh, I think they should have been number one in these rankings. I agree. I agree. Aiden? There's a couple guys I had in mind, but I think no one was more disappointing than Spencer Sanders, the Oklahoma State quarterback. Four interceptions thrown in a one-score game, there is no doubt that those four turnovers cost Oklahoma State the Big 12 championship. Now, in hindsight, that game wouldn't have mattered. It wasn't like they got eliminated from the playoff because Bama turned around and beat Georgia. So no matter, even had they won that game, it's not like that was a playoff elimination game. Just really disappointing because we shouted out Spencer Sanders quite a bit, just kind of being a gritty guy, maybe not the most talented, but, you know, it overshadowed the fact that he completed at nearly 70 percent for 257 yards it's just those four interceptions um just killed it for him so uh feel bad for spencer sanders got to lay off the fruitcake yeah exactly uh, we were exactly mirrored on our fruitcake and cookies today uh, i also had spencer sanders and uh, man baylor felt they just handed him that game i mean baylor did not even have to do anything they were just gifted the ball in beautiful situations the whole game and they didn't have to score in the second half so uh Bad day uh, for for Cowboys fans, and in a bad weekend, they were they were oh so close. But even if they won, they might not have made it. Bad so, day for people named Spencer as well. 
It's true. So you had Spencer Sanders and Spencer uh, Petrus, or Petrus, however you pronounce that name. Colton, I know you don't have the headphones on, but... Oh, I'm going to put it on for this one. We're back. We're back. It's the game show again, only this time it is Christmas-themed. And let's get into it, boys. College football on Christmas, you know, it's something that just is a match made in heaven. The NFL can't pull it off, but you know what? College football can. And so let's start it off with a first. Who was the first ever Christmas Day college football winner? Who won the first game on Christmas Day? Is it A, Kansas? We've heard of them before in one of these. B, West Virginia. C, Gonzaga. And D, Rutgers. I'm going to go Rutgers. That just feels kind of weird. They probably won that. Are we allowed to have repeat picks? Uh, yes, you okay. are. Okay, Rutgers for me. All right, and let's go ahead and get our result. That was a buzzer for no. It is oh, incorrect. Man. The correct answer was West Virginia. B. Okay, West Virginia, it was their first bowl game and their first bowl win. It was in 1922, and they actually beat Gonzaga. 21-13. No so, uh, big win for West Virginia. It was that they were up 21-0. They ended the season undefeated that year. What happened to Gonzaga's football team? That was their one and only bowl game. And then they were dissolved like 20 years later. So, wow. rip Gonzaga. Tough. They sure are a basketball school for sure. Two more, actually. Maybe three. One, two. It actually is three. Three more quiz questions remaining. So, you're both 0 for 1, but chances to make up for ground later. I feel Let's... like I'm still in final exam week over here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You are. It's another Scantron. Here we go. Let's jump to the big picture. Um, and let's start. It's almost Christmas time, guys. Holiday season. What is one thing you want for Christmas in college football? Okay. This is going to sound pretty brutal, but I want Todd Graham fired. Uh, I want him out of the University of Hawaii football program. I don't know if you guys saw that article that just came out the other day. He's an absolute... He is not good in the locker room. The team, the culture, they do not like Todd Graham because of the things that he says. I can't even repeat some of the stuff he says on Blaze Radio because it's not 10 o'clock yet. But, man, I think Todd Graham needs to be out of there, and I think it's worth paying the $1.2 million to make it happen. I mean, I that was a... kind of aggressive for a Christmas yeah, wish. Yeah. <laughs> um... I mean, I have plenty of say on Todd Graham. I'll say mine. This is very, This is so generic, and I feel like you guys are going to give me crap for it. But... I just want an expanded playoff. Why can't we get this done? They they just met the co- the committee just had a meeting and they opted not to not to extend it. And this feels like just the prime time. Yep. Just the way yep. everything's going to expand it. And they they dropped the ball and that's going to cost them money and possibly fans in the future. So a big big L for college football. Yeah, Hayden, I'm starting to think you're just looking over my shoulder and reading my sheet because that's exactly <laughs> what I had, an expanded playoff. We're thinking on the same that's wavelength. All I want for Christmas. If I had to throw something else out there, you know, if Santa gets you the expanded playoff and I've got to ask for something else, I would just ask that, like, Jonathan Smith stays put. No silly business down the stretch here. No random team snagging Jonathan Smith. I want Johnny Boy to stay at Oregon State, stay in Corvallis. So You guys made me sound like the Grinch over here. Dang. You, you have sounded like the Grinch, but you know what? It's okay. The state of your program, we can understand. But we're all in bowl games, guys. That's what I think we need to remember. That is true. That's true. Um, but we've got Army versus Navy this weekend. Always a big game. Always an exciting game. Let's make some picks. I've got Army. They are just so good in these military games. They have the commanders-in-chief Commander in Chief's trophy. It's a My tongue goodness. twister. It's a tongue twister. Commander in Chief's trophy locked up, and I forget what this one's called that they're playing for. But same thing. It's the same it's thing. Like yeah. the, it's, a it's, yeah, it's like the it's like the weird battle. MacGuffin yeah, yeah, trophy, yeah. right? Okay. Exactly. So 
Yeah, I spoiled it. Um, I think they keep the Commander in Chief's trophy. Navy's picked off some teams this year, and they've and they've kind of looked good at times. But Army's just so much better, and uh, they got a big bowl game against Missouri coming up that they'll be looking forward to. And I like them to cap off another nice season with a win over Navy. Yeah, when we were first getting into college football, Navy was the dominant team in this rivalry. Yeah. But I'm sticking with Navy here. Ken Niumatololo is wow. the head coach. Uh, He's a Hawaii guy. Hawaii. That's why I got to go with the Hawaii connection in this one. Yeah, um, Army versus Navy, very interesting game. I think Army had a much softer schedule than Navy this season. Mm-hmm. Navy had a brutal schedule. And based on a few of those games that Navy was able to get, I know they picked off UCF at one point. That's a pretty good win. And they had a few others down the stretch. I like Navy as well. Give me Navy. I always root for the midshipmen in this game, and it's not going to be any different this year. So go Navy, beat Army, or sink Army is what they're saying Whoa. this year. Yeah, I don't know how controversial that is. Anyways, uh, let's jump into some of these New Year's Six Bowl games. First off, we've got number nine, Oklahoma State, versus number five, Notre Dame. What's this? The Sugar Fiesta. Not the, sugar the Fiesta Bowl. I should have had it written That's down. over here, boys. It's in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Cole, who you got? I've got Notre Dame. I think this is going to be a fun shootout game. I think Notre Dame probably thought they deserved to be in that playoff, probably not ahead of Cincinnati, but, man, they had a great season, especially towards the end of their year. If they were in a conference and in a conference championship game, they would probably be in this playoff, and so they're going to prove that they're still a legit team, even without their head coach. Yeah, I believe, uh, is it their D coordinator that's taking over for this game? Marcus Freeman. Freeman. And he got hired, so he's not even just taking over. He's, oh, he's, he's, that's he's true. the Damn. guy. Okay. He's wow. the guy. And I think for that reason, this is just a perfect storm for Notre Dame right here. They just obviously, like you guys mentioned, lost their head coach. So this team is going to be pissed off. Yeah. And Marcus Freeman, you guys saw, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him in the locker room firing up the team at his uh, induction ceremony. And Oklahoma State just looked really sloppy against Baylor. Maybe a little bit of hangover there. I like the Irish here. It's such nice. a rare opportunity. Just like, hey, you're the head coach. You can win a New Year's Six game right here, which is something so many great coaches haven't even had a chance to do. So I like Notre Dame in this one as well. I thought Oklahoma State was very uninspired, handed the game to Baylor. This one is probably going to be competitive, but I like the Irish. Next up, we've got Baylor versus Ole Miss. Baylor number seven now. Didn't even sniff the playoff, though. Uh, and this one is the Sugar Bowl. I think it comes down to Matt Corral. Does he play? Um, he's been dealing with a little bit of an ankle issue, I know, down the stretch. So one of the things that makes him so dangerous is his dual threat abilities. He's very dangerous on his feet. If Matt Corral is good to go, thanks, Colt. Phone, <laughs> uh, my computer is uh, hanging on by a thread here. Uh, yeah, thanks. If if he's good to go, I like Ole Miss quite a bit here. If not, it's going to be a toss up. But for me, it's just it's hard to pick against the Rebels, so I'm gonna go with Ole Miss. Yeah, I, oh, whoa. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna beat Cole to the to the punch here Damn, because I've I picked against I've picked against Ole Miss too many times this year, and I've I've uh, regretted it. So I'm gonna take Ole Miss in this game as well. It's like when Charles Barkley somehow beats Kenny the Jet to the board, you know, on <laughs> yeah. NBA on TNT. I know what you're talking. But about. I've got uh, I've got Baylor winning this one. Of course, yeah, the Dave Aranda Hawaii connections, but I think Dave Aranda's defensive genius is gonna outweigh Lane Kiffin's offensive genius in this one. But man, this might be the juiciest matchup of the New Year's Six. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and next one we've got is not not the flashiest. In, in fact, one might say the least flashy New Year's Six Bowl. It's the Peach Bowl, 12th pit versus 10 Michigan State. It might not be the flashiest matchup team-wise, but you do have two of the flashiest players in the country. Oh, With that's Kenny true. Pickett 
who put on one of the sauciest, although controversial, moves in that ACC championship game against Wake Forest. He fakes the slide and then winds up running for like a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. So Kenny Pickett and then Kenneth Walker, who is uh, the transfer from Wake Forest. I just learned that like a couple days ago. I didn't really? know that. I yeah. didn't know that either. Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett. I think the winner of this game is going to be whoever slows down the other team's superstar more. And although Michigan State's defense is better – I think Kenny Pickett is harder to contain than Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, if you can at least limit him, Michigan State becomes real one-dimensional, and we saw against Ohio State what happens when you limit Kenneth Walker. And then for Pitt, limiting Kenny Pickett is just so difficult because they've got so many other weapons, so I'm going to take the Panthers. All right. Hayden, like you mentioned, we got two superstars going at it against each other. we got Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett, but Kenneth Walker should be pissed that he wasn't a Heisman Trophy finalist. Yeah. So I think he's going to be going off in this game. Give me Michigan State. No respect for the running backs, and I'll continue to disrespect them. Give me 12 <laughs> Pitt. I don't know if uh, wow. Pickett had a game this year where I was like, that guy doesn't deserve to be a Heisman finalist. But Walker had a few where he kind of he kind of laid an egg out in the field. You talk about disappearing in that Purdue game. Not going to help you. I like Pitt in this one. I think their defense will take over. We'll touch on the Rose Bowl when we get to the Pac-12 section. But let's talk about these semifinal games. We've got Cincinnati versus Alabama. Can the the little guy do it, Colt? Hell yeah. (laughs) They're going to make history. It's in their name once again. Cincinnati. They'll be in the natty. They'll beat Bama. I don't care that Bryce Young may win the Heisman and they look good this past weekend against Georgia. They almost choked to Auburn. They almost choked to Arkansas. Why not to Cincinnati? This is a team that's been underrated all year. Give them a chance. I think they beat them. I would love for that to happen. Don't get me wrong. But I just, who is going to stop Bryce Young on Cincinnati? I mean, I know they've got Sauce Gardner, right? Yeah. The DB who's who's been electric all year for them. And Luke Fickle is a defense first guy. So I'm sure he's going to throw some stuff at Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban that'll throw them off a little bit. I do think this game will be close. I, I think a lot of people just anticipate that Alabama's going to come in here and just roll but like you mentioned, they've laid several eggs this year, and they could have they could have very easily gone nine and three this year. Yeah, had some things not, you know, broken their way. I do like Bama in this game, but I I would not sleep on the Bearcats because if Desmond Ritter gets going, uh, he no defense is stopping him, and I, I'm going to reluctantly take the tie here. Ooh. Yeah, Cincinnati so. is hot at the perfect time. Bama is cold at the worst time. Uh, but then all of a sudden they come out against Georgia and they absolutely trounce them and it goes, oh, well, there goes that narrative. And uh, I think this game will be close. I think maybe look for like a 13-14, maybe 21-14 game at half. But then I think Bama makes a play, special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown, whatever it is, busted coverage. Um, And I think they blow it wide open in the second half. So I've got the Crimson Tide rolling to the national championship game. Next we have Michigan-Georgia. This one... Two quarterbacks who have gotten some slander this year, but one of them can take their team to a natty. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent, I forget, what's his name? He was the Ravens, uh, was it Trent Dilfer? He was a Ravens quarterback yeah. in the early 2000s who was terrible, but his defense was like elite, so he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Was it Trent Dilfer? I believe so. Okay. Joe Flacco so, also did that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think this game could go one of two ways. I think either Michigan boat races Georgia, and this game is over early, and it's one of those surprising outcomes. Or there's the other way, which is how I think it will turn out, and it's just going to be an ugly, low-scoring, sloppy-ish game. Not sloppy, but a, you know, very defensive in nature. 
low scoring, um, probably under 40 points, but I'm going to take the dogs and setting up wow. Gross. Um, kind of a crappy national championship. Oh, that'd be so lame. No. Uh, I've got uh, Michigan winning this game. I think Georgia got exposed last week, and I think Michigan, they they put out put on a show against Iowa. I Like I said, I think Michigan should have been the number one team. That would mean they're better than Georgia. Give me Michigan. Yeah, I think the right move for Georgia would be to put JT Daniels, their five-star quarterback, in this game. But Georgia just can never make the right decision at quarterback, um, and there are serious issues in Athens, in that regard, you can have all the talent in the world. If you don't play correctly, you're going to lose these types of games. So I think Michigan gets the dub. I think Harbaugh finally punches a ticket to the natty. So uh, national championship game matchups, who you got? In a Bama-Georgia rematch, I got Georgia. I think I just don't think there's any way they lay an egg twice. And I think what they went into that SEC championship game, I don't want to say overlooking Alabama because that's not the case, but – you know, maybe they weren't super concerned about losing that game. They kind of felt like they had clinched a spot. So the second go-around, I think Georgia will play one of its best games under Kirby Smart. No matter what Alabama throws at them, I think when Georgia and Bama are both at their best, Georgia is the better team. And for that reason, I've got Georgia as my national champion this year. Dalt? I've got the most fun matchup. I've got Michigan versus Cincinnati. Man, everything says Michigan would probably win this game. But, you know, sometimes the Cinderella factor is more important. So give me Cincinnati beating Michigan. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I just think they will. Desmond Ritter, I think he's been counted out. I think he probably should have been in that Heisman Trophy finalist conversation this whole year, and he hasn't been. So maybe in the next two games, he proves that he is. Yeah, you know, it. it's kind of disrespectful. Since he made it all this way, they're undefeated, they're in, but people still expect him to get blown out. And a, a championship win for them would be historic and, and so surprising to a lot of people. Bama versus Michigan. Who am I going to take? There's no way none of us pick Bama, right? Give me Michigan. Let's go. Give me Harbaugh winning his first natty. I think uh, this is his year. It just feels like it. And Bama has looked more vulnerable this year than they have in any of their recent national championship runs. So I think uh, no matter who Michigan plays in this national championship, I think that Michigan is going to roll and they're going to win. Dare I even say if Michigan loses to Georgia, I think Georgia beats Bama. Really? I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of uh, games slipping under the radar here. So what's one sleeper bowl game that you think not enough people are talking about? Colt? Um, Hawaii versus Memphis. Okay, <laughs> this was a game I didn't I didn't even know was going to happen. I didn't know Hawaii was going to be in this game. I knew Memphis was going to be there. But all of a sudden, the other day, NCAA or whoever's in control of this was like, let's add another bowl game in Texas, which means Hawaii gets a free trip back home. So I, Hawaii versus Memphis is probably the most exciting game for me. I'm just so stoked that it's happening. But I don't like that Todd Graham is going to get paid 20 grand extra just to be in this game. If they win the game, if Hawaii wins the game, he'll get paid another $40,000. So I don't know if it's prolonging nice the problem or what, but go Bows. I love the team anyway. Well, I mean, if you, you go win a bowl game, you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing something Just right. all the players hate you. Yeah. Not a good culture, but not a winning culture, but a winning team. Um, that's not always the best situation. The Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. And you oh, already yes, know baby. why I brought this game up. Mike Leach revenge game with Texas Tech, the place where he was fired for locking a player in a closet 
Whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pause. Yeah, he did. He locked a player in a closet and called him a baby or something. And that player's dad happened to be a big donor at Texas Tech. So that's why he got fired. Yikes. And Mike Leach has pretty much gone and won wherever he's been. Maybe not at True. a high level, but he's what? Seven and five? Seven and five. Seven and five at Mississippi Typical State. Mike Leach. Right. In a, in a very, in the best division in football. Yep. Nothing to scoff at. And Texas Tech. They're six and six, but they fired their head coach, and they're suddenly in the Quinn Ewers sweepstakes. Quinn Ewers, of the greatest quarterback ever, supposedly, out of high school, yeah. goes to Ohio State, transfer is in the transfer portal, and Texas Tech is in his top three. But anyways, with the game, two high-powered offenses, you know what you're going to get on both sides. I like Mississippi State in this game, but I just think the the storylines and the offenses make this game super intriguing. Yeah. My sleeper bowl game is the Duke's Mayo Classic between North Carolina and South Carolina. You can't write it up better than that. It's a rivalry game that wasn't going to happen this year. It happens anyways. You got Mac Brown. You got uh, the kid from the the Beamer kid on a yep. coach in South Carolina. Uh, what's his first name again? Shane. Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer. So it just the young guy that's up and coming versus the old guy that's been through it all. You got Sam Howell. You got whatever they got going on at quarterback. Who I know knows? South Carolina has been a mess this year, but they still managed to win six games. So. I think North Carolina will probably win this bad boy, but it's going to be exciting at the very least. It's also the Mayo Bowl. Like, does the winning coach <laughs> get, like, doused in Mayo or something? That's the most intriguing part. Anyways, I'm going to play the music again. We are back. Oh, it's off. Now, there we go. The music is back on. We're back. It is the second quiz. In the show, thank you, Colt, for putting your your gigantic headphones I know, on. It is a little big. Your, What's your going on? Comically large headphones. It's really like some Cindy Lou Who <laughs> to the aesthetic here. All right, here we go, boys. This one is a is a good one. All right, here we go. So there was an All Star game, a college football All Star game, played from 1939 until 2003 on Christmas Day. Most days there was like two years where it wasn't. That doesn't matter though. It was called the Blue Gray Football Classic. Okay. How were the teams determined? Is it A? Random selection, B, by conference, C, by former Confederate and Union states, oh boy. or D, by a draft system. So how what what years did this span again? Nineteen thirty nine until two thousand and three. Okay, there's no way they let that go on in two thousand three. So I'm gonna go with what was the last one again? The by last, a draft system. D I'm gonna go with the D system. with the draft system. Do you know where this bowl game was held? It was held in Montgomery, Alabama. I'm going to go with C, the Union and Confederate system. And, Colt, you are correct. Yeah, oh, wow. Believe it or not, in 2003, they were playing an all-star game that was determined by former Confederate and Union states. And the most daunting fact of all is that the Confederate team won 33 times out of the 64 <laughs> times they played, meaning the Confederates won in this context. Bro. So I just don't It definitely has to be a Montgomery, Alabama tradition for something yeah. like that to go on Maybe that, that was one of the, the things they... <laughs> That kept them from seceding. They're like, all right, at least we're going to play you guys in football every year. <laughs> it's, it's exactly. I'm, I'm just surprised it lasted that long. Yeah. Um, I would not have guessed it's still going. But Colt's got one point. Hayden, you've still got room to make up. Here we go. Pac-12 newsletter, guys. Let's uh, jump into the Pac-12. But before anything, we must crown a Pac-12 champion. Hayden, first placed, 64-26, and 26, regular season champion. We can't even catch you, even if we got all the bowl games correct. A 71%... Pick percentage, uh, I was in second place at 55 and 35 at a 61%, and then Colt in last place, 53 and 37, just two games back. Hayden, what do you have to say? 
I've lived through this Pac-12 thing for my whole life, and it's sometimes you kind of just – the Pac-12, I think from a national perspective, is the hardest conference to pick. But when you're a fan, it's really not that hard. You just bet on chaos every week. Yep. You make some outlandish picks. You know, you anticipate, you know, the thing nobody expects to happen to happen, and it's probably going to happen, and that's all I have to say. Even if it means doubting your own team because for Cold the sake of this, <laughs> right, for the sake of this, it almost always worked out for me, sadly. So, uh, you know, it's, what is it, two years running now? I had it the yeah. first time. I don't, last Correct. year was This kinda, year was insane. That 19-game streak snapped by USC. USC screwed it up in a game that was meaningless. And yep. I'm not going to say it shouldn't have happened because I'll never say football shouldn't be happening, but it sucks that it had to end <laughs> on a game between two teams who didn't give a crap. So USC oh ruins well. everything. I hate them. <laughs> never bet on them either. They ruin your parlays. <laughs> All right, let's do some bowl predictions, boys. First game, we got the Los Angeles Bowl, by, okay. hosted by Jimmy Kimple, Kimmel, not Kimple, uh, <laughs> Utah State versus Oregon State. Well... This game in the past has been a nightmare for Pac-12 teams because it's usually a Mountain West team who's, like, inspired, right? True. They're usually – they just won the Mountain West. They're on a 10-win 10, 10 season, and this is, like, their Rose Bowl. And they get to go up against a mediocre Pac-12 team who kind of just came off a 7-5 and five season. Oregon State's different, though. Oregon State is, A, a lot better than their record indicates, and, B – you better believe they're going to come into this game inspired to play. Um, this is their first bowl game, as you know, since 2013. And um, there's a few games that they very they lost. They very feasibly could have won and maybe yeah. could, have, could have won the Pac-12 North. And then Utah State just flew under the radar all season. They beat Washington State, and at the time that didn't look that impressive. And they just came out and floored San Diego State last week. I have gone back and forth in this game. I have no idea what to expect. But sadly, when it comes to these Mountain West Pac-12 games, always take the Mountain West, and I'm going to reluctantly take the Aggies to get it done. Cool. I've got Utah State in this one, but I have no idea what's going on here. I thought Oregon State was probably a better team than their record you know, shows right now. And Utah State, I mean, they've been good throughout the season. Yeah, they lost to Boise, they lost to BYU, but those are kind of teams that are if they're going to beat San Diego State at the end of the season, I thought they would have beaten earlier on in the season. So I have no idea what to expect. But I've got Utah State. I believe Blake Anderson just won Mountain West Coach of the Year. And so give me the Aggies. Yeah, I think this is a fun matchup for Oregon State because how often do you finish 7-5 and five and you get to play a conference champion in a bowl game? I think yeah. that's a really exciting prospect. It's the Gary Anderson Recovery Bowl um, between <laughs> these two teams. and uh, you The know, Suns I'm, coaching Utah State, though. His son is? Yeah, Blake Anderson. Blake That's Anderson. his kid. It's embarrassing. Anyways, I'm, he's recovering from having that father. Um, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that wow. Been a little, anyways, Holy I'll continue cow. to dig on Utah State. I'm taking the Beavs. Come on. You know I had to. I think Oregon State um, will win another bowl game. they got a pretty good history of winning bowls. Where I, I'm pretty sure a few games above 500. I think we're 9-5 and five in bowl games all time. So I think this Oregon State, despite the Mountain West history not favoring them, I think they get the job done. I think they get the job done. Next up, we've got the – let me – got to go back to the name of this so I don't screw it up. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Between UCLA and number 18, NC State. Okay, on paper, this looks like a lopsided matchup between NC State and UCLA. But 
uh, what time is this game being played? Because six I, o'clock. Six o'clock on West, Fox. West Coast time. <laughs> it's a Gus Johnson. Yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or I guess for Arizona that reason, time. I don't know if we're synced up with them. I think NC State is just going to play like a sluggish game. They're going to come in. Oh, we got UCLA when they could have gone and played an SEC team because that's what the ACC teams are playing for. They don't want to play the Pac-12. They want to play the SEC. So they got the UCLA draw, and I think UCLA's got a ton to play for. It's DTR's send-off game, assuming he plays. Chip Kelly, his name's been in the Oregon rumors. Maybe he'll be the coach. Maybe he won't for this game. We'll see. But I kind of like the Bruins, even though everything tells me NC State should win this game. I like Zach Charbonnet to just shred NC State's defense. The Wolfpack goes sleepwalking through this game. I'm taking the Bruins in an upset. Go ahead, Cole. Uh, I've got UCLA as well beating NC State. I know NC State beat Clemson this season, and that, you know, that's looking like a pretty damn good win now with Clemson very high in the rankings. Uh, but you know what? I've got UCLA. Zach Charbonnet still gives me PTSD from that Hawaii game. I think they'll win this one. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way again. I think NC State wins this game. Uh, UCLA obviously ended the season pretty hot, but the defense on this NC State team is ridiculous. And a lot of the big scoring games you saw from UCLA late were against very horrendous defenses. I think NC State anchors down, and unfortunately, I think this will be a loss for UCLA. And Chip Kelly to Oregon? Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? That would just be weird. a, a ridiculous <laughs> hire. Yeah. Uh, next game, we've got um, Oklahoma versus Oregon in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Okay, this this is actually probably the most lopsided game Uh on in the conference slate on paper you might not think it two you got a 10 and two you got a 10 and three maybe two programs who had kind of disappointing seasons but i think the difference comes down to oregon just the gut punch that has been the last few weeks losing to utah on the road uh having a repeat of the 2019 season mario cristobal leaves well first they get destroyed again in the pac-12 championship (laughs) game then mario cristobal leaves then Kayvon Thibodeau declares for the draft, not playing in the bowl game, bunch of guys transferring, bunch of guys decommitting. So just a really terrible situation for the Ducks right now. It's really hard to see them getting up for this game. And this is another one of those games, the Alamo Bowl, that heavily favors the Big 12. It is right in Big 12 territory. Their fan bases always travel well to it. And you best believe uh, the red is going to be packing up the Alamo Dome, especially in Bob Stoops' return to the sidelines. So Oklahoma is going to be fired up for this game. I think the Sooners are absolutely going to throttle the Ducks. You hit on every point right there, Hayden. Oklahoma should dominate this game. I don't know why they're only favored by four and a half. It seems like Oregon has nothing right now. They don't even have a head coach. Also, Oregon fell off. Okay, like after they beat Ohio State, they're on this high. But then when you just like get smacked to Utah like twice in three weeks, they look like they've got nothing to play for anymore, even though they're in a pretty good bowl game. We got Oklahoma winning this one huge. I'm going to go the other way again. I think the Ducks still have a ton of talent. They have a great running game. Thibodeau's gone, but guess who they beat without Thibodeau? Ohio State. Yeah, they don't have a head coach, but Oklahoma's got Bob Stoops. He was in retirement yesterday. So I think the Ducks come out, and I think they play inspired in this one. I think they get a win basically in Big 12 territory uh, against Oklahoma. I, I actually am pretty confident in the Ducks in this game. Wow. Imagine strangely, that. I'm strangely confident in the Ducks. And I hope they win. It'd be good for the conference. Oregon oh, yeah. would get two wins over Ohio, Ohio State and Oklahoma. And yet finish with an Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty sad. Next game, we've got Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Viva Las Vegas in hmm. the Las Vegas Bowl. Well, I think this is 
pro- this is probably going to be the most boring game in the I... in the whole <laughs> maybe in the entire bowl season. These offenses suck flat out. Wisconsin is actually worse than ASU in just about every stat. Ugh. ASU averages 30 points per game, Wisconsin 25. Whoa. ASU 356 <laughs> yards per game, Wisconsin 310. So the difference in this game is Wisconsin's defense is absolutely absurd. They have they are the best defense in the country and that is according to NCAA in total defense. So they are better than Georgia and ASU is coming into this game with no Rashad White and no chip train them. That is just a terrible, horrible matchup. Wisconsin, at least, at least, you know, they, they might not have, have won their division, but they had a hell of a second half of the season, winning seven of eight. And you best believe they're going to want to come out and, and get a win here. And ASU, who knows who's going to show up for this game. So I'm pretty confident in the Badgers beating ASU in this game. However, you know, with Jaden Daniels coming back, maybe he rallies the guys and they pull off an upset. I love to see it. I could totally see it to happen. See it happening, and we can't sleep on Daniel and Gata. He's a really good running back, but I, I just think there's too much going against the Sun Devils here. On paper, it's two really fun brands that I never really see play against each other: Arizona State and Wisconsin. Also, though, I don't know why you're playing this game in Vegas. Seems like you would probably have more of a fireworks type game. Two high-powered offenses in Vegas. Maybe not something you want to do in Vegas. It's kind of like why you wouldn't want to go to a baseball game in <laughs> Vegas. Um, this is going to be strictly a homer pick. I've got Arizona State winning just because I go to the university. Yeah, I agree that this game will be ugly. Didn't make my top ten bowls simply because I was like, this one is, there's no way this one's fun to watch. Um, I think it's going to be ugly, but I think Wisconsin barely edges it out. Both teams, I think even no matter who wins this game, both teams are disappointed with their seasons. Both teams had wide open divisions, couldn't capitalize. Uh, Wisconsin lost to Minnesota. Yes, ASU beat U of A, but U of A, like, my little brother could beat U of A, like, right now with with how bad they are. Um, Your little brother could beat Bama. I'll take Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's true. That's true. He's a uh, shout-out to Maverick. Next game, we have Washington State versus Miami. Very late uh, in the bowl cycle. It's going to be New Year's Eve, so uh, <laughs> in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I feel pretty confident taking Wazoo here. Miami is already kind of off to the next thing with Mario Cristobal, maybe just ready to push the season in the rearview mirror. And they're actually very similar to like ASU and Wisconsin. They finished eight and four and had extremely high expectations coming into this year. Um, And then Washington State, obviously, we know their story. Just one of the weirdest, wackiest seasons (laughs) ever. Uh, going seven and five, despite looking like a glorified Big Sky team at the beginning of the season, I like Washington State. I think they've got more to play for, and I think they're gonna to show up and uh, beat the Hurricanes in this one. I wonder who Colt will pick. <laughs> Very good question. Miami has been all about dysfunction as of late. Since we've been watching college football in the past five years, they've got a brand new coach coming in, but he's not coming in for this bowl game. Mario Cristobal won't be there. And Washington State, they value continuity. They hired their interim head coach, their assistant, as their primary head coach. And Jaden Delora, he'll be back next year, and he'll be back for this game. Give me Wazoo over Miami blowout. Yeah, both these teams had similar seasons where they started off the season looking like, man, these guys are going 3-9, and 4-8. and eight. And then they both teams actually started shrieking down the stretch. Miami lost like a really ugly game to Florida State. And outside of that, if they didn't lose that, they would have ended on like a six-game winning streak. Um, so very similar teams, 
But I also like Washington State. I think clean sweep for the Cougs. I'm comfortable Uh-oh. going with the green or going with the uh, green on this one. And uh, last game, we've got the Rose Bowl. Number 11, Utah versus number 6, Ohio State. Definitely the most underrated New Year's Six game of the year. It's it's it's, it's understandable why the, the national media is overlooking this game, especially because Utah, you know, they're not a big brand in the Pac-12. But we all saw, well, not Oregon State, but we all saw how, how scary Utah is uh, right now. But I think as much as I want to take the Utes here, I think a month off or so is actually bad for them. It's gonna, it's that's I think gonna kill their momentum a little bit. And Cam Rising really cooled off down the stretch. People forget that he threw two picks in the conference championship game. He looked a little sloppy in the, in those last few weeks. So I'm gonna take Ohio State, the veteran team, the team who's been there, done that, um, to get it done. And what I think will be a pretty good game. Ohio State does big games, and this is a pretty damn big game. I don't think Utah in this fresh environment is going to be able to handle all the noise. Yeah, it's their first time in the Rose Bowl, this and that. Ohio State's been there, done that, and they're going to get it done. Man, I disagree again. Utah's also been there, done that. Have you seen the Kyle Whittingham bowl game stats? That man is an animal in the postseason. That's something you have to factor in. Utah's coming off of a Pac-12 championship. They're rolling. Ohio State, they thought they were getting a rematch with Oregon in this game. All of a sudden, oh, we're playing this cruddy, like, glorified whack team from from the Pac-12. I think the Utes come in here. I think they beat Ohio State, and I think they beat them convincingly. Give me that. That's going to be the best win in the Pac-12 this year, better than Oregon's. Hey, they're the only Pac-12 team to beat, well, they weren't a Pac team at the time, but to beat Nick Saban at Bama. Yeah, exactly. In that, uh, was it a Sugar Bowl? Sugar Bowl, 2008. It was a Sugar Bowl. Well, guys, it's time for part three of the game show. The lead is currently Colt leads it one nothing. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. What bowl game? Uh, no cheating on this one. Click I away. wish I wasn't one nothing though. I didn't like the last one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> click away. Click away from your ESPN tabs. No cheating on this one. No looking at the bowl schedule. But what bowl game this year is played on December 25th, aka Christmas? Um, is it oh. A. Ball State versus Georgia State? B. Western Michigan versus Nevada? C, Boston College versus East Carolina, or D, Houston versus Auburn? Uh, <laughs> Ball State. I'll go Boston College, ECU. And it is Ball State versus Georgia wow. State. Colt gets his second point. What game um, is that? Is that like the Camellia that is Bowl? The, or? I don't know. I don't have it pulled up. Let me see. The FBS. Toilet Bowl? Yeah, essentially the Toilet Bowl. Um, I can't even remember. Maybe it's the Boca Raton Bowl. I'm about to get it. Nope, it's refreshing. Hold on. Give me a second. It is the, <laughs> it is the, it's, oh my goodness, how many bowl games are there? Like 50. <laughs> okay, the Tax oh. Act Camellia Bowl, so yeah, um, not exciting. I remember seeing this one uh, by the Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii Bowl is on Christmas Eve, so I, know, I remembered Ball State being around there. Yeah, so uh, I mean that's, there's that, Ball State versus Georgia State, all the other bowl games are around the 26th and 27th. Let's do some uh, fact or fiction. All right, everybody ready for some fact or fiction? Let's start um, with a Hawaii fact or fiction. Oh, boy. Normally we do them towards the end, but fact or fiction, Hawaii's bowl game can potentially turn the tide on the Todd Graham era. Fiction. Fiction. It's going to make it worse because it's going to create this sense of illusion, like everything's okay, and he'll have something to, Todd Graham will have something to have, you know, stability and say, oh, I've been here for two years and I've won two bowl games. But no... No one likes you. 
So yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> All right, fact or fiction? This is one of the most exciting bowl slates we've had in recent memory. Fact. Yeah, I love this bowl slate. It's, it's like an advent calendar of college football. Every day, it's like, oh, yeah. another little chocolate or whatever. Whatever you do on those advent calendars. Well, are there Hawaiian advent calendars? Of course, dude. Like pineapples come out. Really? Yeah, you a little hula dancer on the 17th or something. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, fact or fiction, this is the most exciting playoff field of all time. Fact? Of course, fact. Some Probably since 2014, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the stat I threw out there is the Cincinnati and Michigan are the two newcomers. It's the first time there have been two newcomers since the second year the playoff was around in 2016. And the two newcomers that year were Clemson and Oklahoma. So, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness this year is here. Fact or fiction, Kyle Whittingham deserved Coach of the Year. Fact, fact. Yeah. I said their season was over. You did. You did. And that almost canceled out your Washington State second in the North take. Uh, fact or fiction, Brian Kelly's Louisiana accent is fake. <laughs> fact. 100% fact. fake. Yeah. Um, his – I just – what What was that he was doing? That's so cringy. I, ha- I hate when people – I hate when people, like, try to, like, not pretend to be somebody – you know what I mean? They do that when depending on who they're around and stuff like that. Yeah. It just makes me cringe. If I was an LSU Agreed. supporter, I'd be like, oh, boy, this is already off to kind of a rocky start because you can tell he's faking it. How's it going to go when he's actually coaching on the field? I'm here with my family. Yeah, that was just not a good look. <laughs> and it, I, it's just such a bad look. And also, it feels like when coaches depart their team at an awkward time like this, you see the stories coming out where they're just slandering them constantly, saying, like, oh, he promised this player this. Or he avoided this and blocked this. You saw it with Lincoln Riley. They're kind of just getting a bad rap. Like, they're off to a bad start already. So, you know, it's... That's what it's, happens, man. It's what happens. Pros and cons. Fact or fiction, there was a study that came out recently. Not even sure who conducted it. I saw Reddit College Football retweeted it. Okay. But uh, they talked about what fans drink the most at games. And so, based off of their data, Nebraska fans drink the most. So, fact or fiction, whether you believe the statistic, Nebraska fans drink the most at games. Ooh. Probably. Fact. I'm going to go fiction. I mean, Tennessee, to be throwing stuff on the field yeah, like that, you go. you've got to be a couple drinks in. That's true. I, I'm going to go fiction. Well, the reason I say fact is because, think about it, right? They sell out every single game, and the product has been subpar, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all there is to do in Nebraska. You cannot watch Nebraska football sober. Yep, that's, yep. that is a fair point. So, a development in the Gia the Monkey case, guys. Um, Gia the Monkey is back, yes. Um, Texas's assistant and his girlfriend are being sued over Gia the monkey potentially, allegedly, biting a child on Halloween. So, fact or fiction, Gia the monkey is guilty of biting a child. Fact. <laughs> I'm no fiction. That's a most. That's the most aggressive animal player on you know on Texas right now. Gia the monkey is legit. But you. Do, but I support Gia the monkey. Even if Gia the <laughs> monkey bit the child. Ah, Mickey Mouse child. <laughs> If, well, well, are they Grow saying up, that, are they are they denying that she Grow bit the child? Up. Yeah, I think yeah they're being sued over it, so I think like they deny or maybe uh, they was didn't... the child bit or not? I need to see pictures. I don't know. You can look yeah, up. You, you know, can... maybe I change. Maybe I change my mind I, because I was you Gia know, the inno- monkey. innocent till proven guilty. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, let's see, Gia the monkey. If you just look up Gia the monkey, I think this is Gia. Um, oh wait, yeah, 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 this is Gia. Oh, that wait. is not how I pictured it to look. That's Gia the monkey. It's a little white. I think it's a capuchin monkey. I know that oh. from uh, Night at the Museum. Sorry, I was picturing like a baboon, and that was just scary. 
no, no. <laughs> it's like a little capuchin. Oh. It's, I, there's no reason to sue over that. If anything, that's a good life experience. Yeah. Anyways, exactly. Uh, fact or fiction, it's okay to open one present before Christmas. Yeah, on, fact. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. No. That's so weak. Really? I've done it before, but that's so weak. <laughs> well, are you saying like as a tradition or like sneaking under the tree and as opening up one? No, as... that's pretty baller. Sneaking oh, under the tree? That's pretty intense. Yeah. Wow. Hayden, do you have something to confess? No, no, okay. no. No, uh, no, we, we usually, it's, well, it's a tradition. Like you open the pajamas. And it's pajamas. Right? Yeah. You I've know what it is. Year. So it's like. Not really a present because like you know what it is. When but. I was younger, I would forget every year. And I'd be like, we get to open one present? Let's go. And they'd be like, yeah, this one. And I'd be like, oh, my. Like, I bet it's like this really cool thing I've been wanting. And then it's pajamas. And, you know, when you're 11, you don't really want pajamas. Right. But uh, now I want pajamas. I'll take some pajamas. There you go. No hesitation. All right. Fact or fiction, New Year's resolutions are stupid? Fact. Fact. <laughs> wow. People why, don't even stick the, to them. Right. Yeah. Why does the calendar change all of a sudden who you are, you know? Wow, okay. I, that was surprising. I was expecting some defense of the New Year's resolutions. Ah, fact or fiction, eggnog is good. Oh, eggnog is fact. great. Okay. Fact. All I right. Like Clean sweep. Uh, fact or fiction, Rudolph is the best reindeer. No, Olive is the best reindeer. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, All right. You've never read that book, All of yeah, the yeah, Other Reindeer? Yeah, where they hear the song and they're like, All, All of the of, Other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that. Fact. I mean, no other no other reindeer has a song specifically named for them. So Rudolph is the goat. Yeah, I agree. Um, fact or fiction, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Never seen it. I know it takes place during How Christmas. How did I know? How did I know you... It does take fact. place during yeah, Christmas. Fact. It yeah. is Christmas. I think I'm living under a rock in Hawaii. You, you gotta watch Die Hard. You watch it this year. It's a Christmas movie. There you go, Colt. That, wait, that was a factor. Watch fiction. it on Isn't the plane. Is it a Christmas Hawaii. movie or not? Yeah. Okay. All right. I know Colt hasn't watched a Grizzly. Do you have you watched Elf? No. You haven't watched Elf? No, I have never Bro. seen Elf. Okay. Well, this isn't the first time I've gotten I've crap gotta... for not seeing Elf, though. That's it's ridiculous. True. All right. Uh, last one here, rounding out with another Hawaii one. Factor fiction: Hawaii will ditch Todd Graham before next season somehow. Uh, Colt would know this better than me because I don't know how their athletic—they're—I <laughs> uh, don't know how their athletic department runs. If it ran anything like ASU, fiction. It's just so dysfunctional. We just don't have money. I mean, yeah. we don't have any money to do everything. I mean, we can't buy a new stadium and put in more seats and do this and do that and also fire the coach. If there was money, if someone, Elon Musk, Microsoft, anyone, <laughs> anyone with $1.2 million, if you're out there, donate it to the University of Hawaii in your name, and you'll be the reason why Hawaii will be able to turn this around and get Todd Graham out of there. All right, fair enough. That's all for Fact or Fiction. Let's finish the last part of the game show today, guys. We're playing the music again, Cole. You're missing out. All right, I'll put it back no, on. It's too late. I already paused No! It. Okay. Um, it's part four. This question's worth three points, actually. So Hayden Holy. has a chance to defeat Colt. Let's do it. The Oahu Classic, perhaps you've heard of it, Colt, okay. was a classic that was attempted to be established in a certain year, and it was only around for three years, but it was played on Christmas Day for the first two, and then the third year it was played on Christmas Eve. It was played in Oahu. Um... What year was the first Oahu Classic played? Okay. Is it A, 1998, B, 1995, C, 2001, or D, 1997? 95. 97. Are those your final answers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The correct answer was A, 1998. Ah. You guys both missed on this one. 
Um, fun fact, in the second edition of the Oahu Classic, Hawaii defeated Oregon State 23-17. Um, that's all there was to it. They discontinued it, though, because I don't think it was This then yet. led into the creation of the Hawaii Bowl. Well, there you go. There you go. At yeah. least you got the Hawaii Bowl. Congratulations, Colt. You are the holiday champion. Uh, Let's get, go. Get prepared to get destroyed in the spelling game. Oh, okay, so Colt's, Colt's record this season, 1-26 with a Mickey Mouse win. And we have two fun holiday-themed sports people names ready for you today. Sports so, people names. Sports yep. people names. Uh, Hayden, do you want to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, this is a... Uh, I've used this name in the past, actually. And I didn't think it was... Uh, I didn't think it at first, but it, it kind of sounds Christmassy. ASU linebacker Fritzny Niklas. Oh boy. It's Fritzny Niklas. Yeah, <laughs> like Saint Nicholas. I think I This think is he... brutal. Fritzny? Fritzny Niklas. Okay, Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. Fritz Fritz. <laughs> F R I T Z. Yep. Fritzny? Mm-hmm. T Z N mm-hmm. E? Incorrect. Oh. What? Yep. Oh, that's a yep. gross name. So you got Fritz, F-R-I-T-Z-N, Fritzny. T-Z-N. I? Incorrect. Is it another N? It's a Y. Ew. Fritzny Niklas. It goes have... from an N to a Y? Yep, Fritzny. F-R-I-T-Z-N-Y <laughs> oh, and Niklas, N-I-C-L-A-S-S-E. All right, cool. Well, he doesn't start, so. We've got another holiday Because no one can write his name. Or say his name. <laughs> We've got another holiday name. This guy played at USC, went to the NFL. I can't remember who he played for in the NFL. Cardinals. Frank, oh, Cardinals? Yep. Okay. I was going to say, frankly, I don't care, but <laughs> sure, he played for the Cardinals. His name? And you get two attempts at this, Colt, in okay. the spirit of, of giving. Oh, let's go. Frosty Rucker. Oh, boy. Frosty. F. Yep. R. Yep. O. Mm-hmm. S. Yep. T. Correct. Y. Incorrect. This is not fair. <laughs> Incorrect, Colt. F. Yep. R. O. S. T. E. Correct. E. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> yes, you got it. You got the extra E. Oh. He was ready to leave it at the I one E, and he's like, did I get it? <laughs> it's because I didn't hit him with the, you got the first name. Frosty. Last name? Rucker. Rucker. R. Correct. U. Correct. C. Correct. K. Correct. E. Correct. R. Correct. You've That's done it! it. You've That's done it. it! He's done it! It's a wow. Christmas and miracle! And <laughs> has improved his record to 2-26-1. and 26 and one. Let's go! Round of applause for Cole. Back-to-back -back episodes with That's a correct impressive. name. That, and they're, they weren't Mickey Mouse names either. Oh my either. god, that pause at the end scared me. Yeah, my goodness. Well... Well, guys, that's it for the spelling game. Three seconds away from adding another letter. Yeah, no, I know. I was, I was just. Uh... I was like R. <laughs> Frosty right. Rucker. So let's go to our mascot corner today. We're gonna each throw out one mascot that puts us in the holiday spirit, and then one mascot that deserves a lump of coal. So uh, let's start with the mascot that puts us in the holiday spirit. Hayden, why don't you go first? This is from a small university in Texas called Fairfield. And if you're familiar with this school because they bounced ASU from the NCAA regionals in baseball last year and got our head, I, coach, I remember that. head coach fired, which was yep. a good thing. Yep. They're the Stags, and their mascot is Lucas the Stag, and he kind of looks like a reindeer. Hey. It's a little, it's a little deer. He's got a big antlers, and their, their school colors are red and white. So when I look at Lucas the Stag, 
you know, I'm like, why didn't you name him like Dasher, right? That would have been so cool. And that could have been, you know, something like your slogan, like drive the sleigh or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lucas the Stag gets me in the Christmas spirit. You know what? I've got to finally shout out Benny Beaver from Oregon State. You know what? He just, looking at that guy, he just puts a smile on my face. There's a lot of really stupid-looking mascots in the Pac-12, but i got to give some credit to Benny Beaver. Guys, this team went 5-6 and six this season. D2 school. Arkansas, Monticello, they're the Bull Weevils. And what does this look like? <laughs> oh! <laughs> This is like, reminds oh. me of the Grinch. Oh my goodness, but... <laughs> that looks like the guy from Arthur. That's something... What's his name? Oh, you're right. This is awesome. <laughs> That's something straight out of a Dr. Seuss book, man. Holy cow. All right, well... The Weevils. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Hayden, what's a mascot that deserves some coal this oh, year? Oh, Wilbur. Wilbur the Wildcat at U of A. This is the fact that you're a mascot for that crap university in Tucson. Damn. You deserve coal. And much worse, really. But uh, Cole for Wilbur and his and his ugly girlfriend, Wilma. Uh, Screw those Sparky guys. Sparky was walking around with that sign that said, Wilma's in my DMs uh, at the <laughs> U of A game. I don't know if you saw that. It was pretty funny. Um, but I will give mine, and this one's in honor of, of Michael Bosky, um, our roommate. Um, I'm going to give mine to the bulldog, Georgia. Uh, he deserves Cole. Because just that stupid little dog just sits there in his stupid little house. So, so pampered. Every, I yeah, you know, I I Bosky has sold me on hating that dog, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a limp. So it's a log. It's, it's a log. It's it is a dog. lost dog, yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sparky. Okay, this guy is probably on the naughty what? list every single year. He's a he's a devil, man. <laughs> this guy is up to no good. I mean look at look at that. Unnecessary that guy, Sparky slander. What? Dude, that wow. that guy is no Sparky. good. Sparky Sparky's the best. That what was are you talking about? Goal. That is. Now yeah. I don't feel bad for you going two and fifty in the name game. Now that Damn. court just killed the holiday spirit. Let's oh. let Michael Scott. And take I was us really home. about to say Vili the Warrior for putting me in the Christmas spirit because the Hawaii Bowl is played on Christmas Eve and it gets me excited for Christmas every year. But I guess not. All right. Look at Michael Scott. <laughs> that was oh, embarrassing, Colt. Put on a brave face <laughs> and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. All right, guys, that wraps up the regular season finale and the bowl special and the holiday special. Parting thoughts as we wrap up here. And season two of Pacific Point of View, uh, now in the books. It's been a good year, guys. I mean, a, a little bit of a new look to the crew this year. Colt's been a nice addition to the fam. And, uh, you know, it's been a good year. Go Pack 12 Hopefully yep. we do good in bowl games. Yep. Best of luck to all the bowl games. Colt? Guys, love the opportunity to come on this year. I'm so stoked that we can do it again next year in the spring. Hopefully we can throw in some cool segments. But uh, go Bows, man. Merry Christmas. Go Beavs. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.